Good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 15. That is right, y'all. 15 of yeah. Ruthless Talk. Brian, uh, what a day it was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our social media, we were down the streets of Charlotte. Uh, that's why we were uh, handing out flyers. Yesterday was uh, NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, Vengeance Day, their first. I want to say, Brian, it was their their first venue outside of the uh, their original NXT uh, arena that they've been doing shows right. at uh, for a while now. Yeah. Um, so definitely was a big event. Uh, Brian, you were there. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you your thoughts about how the event was and all that stuff. But yeah, man, we were end up, you know, handing out flyers, uh, hand out a few bunch of those bad boys. So we want to appreciate everyone who has accepted a flyer and Absolutely. coming across this platform for the first time. So I want to say welcome. Thank you guys for joining the community. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly, man. We appreciate you guys uh, being here, man. So yeah, so today is a not a Saturday, but it is a Sunday. <laughs> so today is Sunday. We're going to be talking about SmackDown, man. SmackDown, you know, it's still every, it's still fresh in everybody's mind, and we're still going to go ahead and talk about it, man. But yeah, but before we get into that, man, Brian, you were there at the show yesterday, man. You were, you took your daughter to your fir, uh, to her first live event. I'm sure it was a a, a really really good crowd. I'm uh, I've seen some of the matches. Um, I believe there was uh, it was a Wesley and and Dijak, and then you had uh, Carmelo yep. Hayes and Apollo Crews. So you had some decent matches there. Mm -hmm. and again, for someone who has watched NXT in the past, you know, lately for the past number of months and weeks, so I, I personally have not seen NXT, so I I'm not really following the storylines or really what's going on outside right. of the new day being nxt tag champions which is just odd but yeah. you know well but no yeah, more man, Brian, yeah <laughs> yeah your thoughts man about the show and, and the experience and taking your daughter there man yeah floor is yours man take it away yeah uh good experience man uh my daughter had a blast um i learned a lesson you know i wanted wanted to get her as and us as close as we could i, I just didn't realize where the jumbotron would be in in relation to where we were so uh, we actually, we, we missed the last, uh, uh, I guess, two, two and a half matches just because, you know, my daughter's nine. She was fading a little bit. She basically had to look straight up at the Tron. So, you know, but she she had a had a blast, um, super excited. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and yeah, good time, you know, meeting people out there at the show and, and, and handing out the flyers. So again, I'll, I'll just reiterate, thank you for everybody who, Accepted the flyers, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, um, hopefully you guys tune in, subscribe, you know, here in the next few weeks. Uh, we did make a sign, uh, which I only got on, on, on camera once, but you know, that's, it was worth it. Uh, so hey, if you have more than none. Yeah. One right. None. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we had a good time. Um, you know, definitely, uh, I know we'll get into our top five, but I just want to get, get a little, uh, just a shout out to some of the the matches last night. Um, you know, it opened with uh, Wesley and Dijak. I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, for whatever reason, my my daughter was super drawn to Wesley. I mean, she <laughs> so she's a, a super fan of Wesley now. Um, but I think they did good. Uh, you know, Braun and and Grayson Waller. The main event was pretty good. Um, and then the triple threat with the women: um, Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, and. Uh, uh, JC Jane, uh, that was a pretty good match as well. And uh, yeah, I haven't, as, as far as NXT, um, you know, back in, in the days of the, the black and gold 
brand or whatever, you know, for a period there, they were, I think they were the hottest show in wrestling as far as storylines and whatever. Um, and I got to be honest, man, I, you know, again, I haven't followed many of these storylines leading up to this pay-per-view, but, you know, given things we we said about AEW last week, uh, you know, it, NXT might be uh, taken over a little bit, you know, from, from my standpoint, as far as uh, what I'm kind of going to be, I'll still follow AEW, of course, but I think right now, as the wrestling landscape is, um, I think WWE, NXT, I think they're just doing better at creating storylines and characters. And they still have good matches. You know, if, if you, like we said before, if you want to see great matches, sure, AEW is going to produce that. But there's not a whole lot of storyline and character development involved in it. So, I'm definitely going to be checking out NXT a little bit more here and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there, but all in all, it was a good night. Um, yeah, had fun, man. Awesome, man. Well said, well said. Shout out to your daughter as well, by the way. Uh, thank you. <laughs> to her first event. It was good. Yeah. To see her. It was good to see her also, you know, supporting you and supporting us. Which yeah. Is awesome, man. So shout out to, to her, man. So yeah, man, NXT Vengeance Day. Again, I want to thank everyone who is tuning in for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, that accepted a flyer last night and is on here. Welcome. Welcome to the community, man. We're, we're happy to have you, man. We're happy to Absolutely. have you. Absolutely. All right, man, let's get into this, man. So again, before we get into the show, we're going to break down SmackDown again from Friday. You guys know how we do this by now. Any old, any OG fans. I can't believe we're getting to that point now. OG <laughs> yeah, fans right. or OG listeners. Uh, you guys know how, how we do this, but day one ish, <laughs> day one ish, right down right. since day one ish. No, no right. pun intended to the Usos. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so Brian, I, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, once again this storyline with the bloodline and saying, yeah. you know, I mentioned this um, on Monday. Um, my, the the um, uh, what was it? The Monday Night Raw review uh, this mm -hmm. past Tuesday. I talked briefly about it about you know what could it possibly lead to? You know where where are they going to go with it? You know all the options that they they have right now and. You know, and a lot was answered, but there also still was a lot of questions after this show. You know, obviously, yeah. we now know, spoiler alert, um, there will be a match at the Elimination Chamber between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns uh, mm -hmm. for that WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. And obviously, you know, and look, it's it's Montreal, right? Montreal, Canada. Obviously, Sami Zayn is going to get a huge pop. It, it's yep. going to be a, an electric atmosphere during that main event. There's no doubt. But here's the problem I have, Brian, even though it, the, the storyline as a whole, outside of what I'm about to say, has been done flawless. It, mm -hmm. I, I can't say any enough praise about Roman, Sammy, and the rest of the bloodline, how well this storyline has been has been developing and getting people captivated and, and all the above and all that stuff, right? But, mm -hmm. man, we, we talked about this before, about Sami Zayn and Roman at WrestleMania, right? Because as much as we we like Sami Zayn and much as we want him to give give him this main event shine, which he's deserved rightfully so. Yeah. But we also look at Roman Reigns from a different standpoint <clears throat> because we know that Roman Reigns needs to walk into WrestleMania with both of those titles. He just has to. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just Agreed. you can't have this entire two plus title range just for him to lose at the elimination chamber. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. dude, that can't happen. But at the same time you think, man, like, you know, 
Sami Zayn has has so much momentum than any other wrestler in this company, and it's just it's going to be interesting, Brian, to see how they book this. You know, I said yeah. this on my Instagram story. As much you know, we're excited about the match. The match is obviously it's going to be it's it's going to be really really good. They're going to tell the story. They're going to do their thing. But there's just those little voices in the back of your head saying, I really hope they don't mess this up, especially when it comes to Sami Zayn's momentum, because because yes. if this is just going to lead to him just being in a tag team with KO, which again, which could be fun, right? It could be fun. Most mm -hmm. likely, you know, if that happens, they'll, they're going to be the ones to take the titles away from the Usos. But man, it's just. You know, you hear the crowd last night, Brian, and the way that Sami Zayn came out, he attacked Roman Reigns yet again last night in the main event segment. You know, his hood was up. He takes off the hood, and you hear the people just screaming for this dude. Yeah. It's just, and I feel like if he's just going to be stuck in this tag team with Kevin, that momentum is just not going to be the same. And that's what mm. I'm scared of, man. You know, even though, right, we talk about this storyline, we want to praise it, and we want to say all this, all these great things. And again, rightfully so, it should be. But again, we can't ignore the the negatives and the possibilities that could, you know, take this storyline to a different direction to where, oh, man, they had it, they had it sitting in their lap and they went in an entirely different direction. So that's where I'm coming from, man. So, you know, could it still work? You know, could Sami Zayn being in a tag team with Kevin Owens still possibly work and get the fans over? Maybe. I don't know. But right now, man, as as far as I know, from what I'm watching Sami Zayn on his own, the way they have built built him up at this point has just been so well done. And to be honest, Brian, he's better off. He's better off being on his own. And he's mm -hmm. better off going into Mania to, um, having that title match as opposed to the Elimination Chamber. You know, and 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 if 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 the match again does happen at Mania, then is it still gonna have that same type of feel? that we're going to get at the elimination chamber. So again, those are the concerns I just have with man. I don't like having title matches just to have another rematch like a month or, or a month and a half later. So right. those are my <clears throat> thoughts, man. And again, you know, I, everyone loves Sami Zayn and rightfully so. But again, I also have to look at the booking from Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn from both sides. You know, mm -hmm. if Roman Reigns has to go into mania holding both of those titles, especially now he's got a upcoming match as well with, with Cody Rhodes. So but yeah, Brian, your thoughts uh, overall about this storyline? Um, I'm sure you got you have the same type of uh, uh, reaction to, towards this entire storyline as I do. But your thoughts about you know where WWE could possibly go? Where do you think they should go with it? And uh, your thoughts about this match and uh, what it might lead to? The floor is yours, man. Yeah, so I'm definitely in agreement. I, I think uh, at this point, yes. Uh, a tag with Sammy and KO would be you know, not a, not a setback, but um, Sammy deserve, you know, we talk about deserves, whatever. Um, yeah. He needs to, he needs to be on his own and go after the title that, you know, end of story right there. Um, yeah. Going into the elimination chamber, you know, obviously in Canada, you know, I don't think, even even at Mania, um, I, I think you will get just as big a reaction at the Elimination Chamber, just simply for the fact that it's that it's in Canada and Sami Zayn, that you would at WrestleMania. Understandably, it's not the grandest stage of them all, and and 
this whole storyline, yes, deserves that mania, you know, biggest show of the year. That's what it deserves. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know where, you know, this Elimination Chamber match, you know, I've been going back and forth in my head about that too. Do you, because I've been over the mindset of up until this point um, that, yeah, Roman goes into Mania still having both belts and and that night or those two nights is kind of the the end of the line for the bloodline and and Roman as the champion but then i could you know there is a storyline there where you could put the belt on Sammy at elimination chamber and arguably that is going to be the biggest pop the biggest crowd reaction we'll get all year in any match across any company you know period um so i don't know if you slowly you know there's they're slowly built building that you know the there's dissension and tension between the bloodline so i don't know if you say okay we'll have you know roman's gonna lose this match at at elimination chamber and then he just has the one belt but yeah there's so many avenues to go down um at this point, all I can say is with everybody involved, I, I trust them from what they've done for the past two years that either way, it's going to be good to great. Um, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I, it's I'm tough, really struggling. Right? It's, it's yeah. tough when you think about it because it's like it could still work, right? Right now right, it's right. working. But then you look long-term, like Sami Zayn being in a tag team with Kevin. Is that going to get the same type of no. – uh, of pop that type of momentum that he's getting now it's to yeah. me it's not it's right. just not man because how many times have we seen kevin owens and Sami Zayn together or mm -hmm. feuding together like right. probably ten thousand freaking times you know <laughs> yeah and th that's especially just if concern. you go back the history of their careers and their interactions through many uh you know promotions yeah. exactly yeah and, and, and that's just <clears throat> my concern man is that you know i always talk about this this company refusing to build larger than life stars. They're, they're refusing to build stars like they did with stone cold, the rock, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on and on freaking Randy Savage, ultimate warrior. And for some reason for the last 10 to 20 years, they've just refused to do that. They, they just haven't done it. And mm -hmm. to me, man, you have someone like Sami Zayn, who yes, who's not in the same, the same level as those people that I just mentioned. But if you if you book him correctly, this dude can be something. I say that about a lot of superstars. Big E is one of them. I've said mm -hmm. that all the time about about Big E, you know, and, and many others on the on the active roster that can carry your company to new heights. You know, I say that over to AEW. You know, mm -hmm. all these members on your roster can can become larger than life. But mm -hmm. their booking is just it's just it's not. It's just not the right way. It's just, they're not, their booking's just not good, you know? Yeah. And I think and, I mentioned um, even a few episodes ago about Big E. Um, I firmly believe that, it, you know, if he had not gotten injured, his tra trajectory at that point, um, I think Roman would have already lost the title because I think Big E would have would have taken that off of him at some point. Yeah. And um, I unfortunately, you know, he got the injury, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned that as well, man. I, I mean, if Biggie never got injured, I would have always thought, you know, if you were going to have Cody Rhodes, um, you know, coming back to WWE in the position that he's in, you know, another person was Big E. I mean, he was yeah. just as worthy as Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes, like I mentioned, you know. So, 
And that's the thing. And I, I again, think the only, sorry, sorry to cut you off. The, the only thing I think Sammy doesn't have is the traditional look. You know, he he's not, you know, he's not John Cena or The Rock or Roman. It's that That's all he's lacking is the look. As far as in-ring ability and promo work and whatever, he's at the top. You know, he's he's in the upper echelon of professional wrestlers right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a shame, you know, we like to just judge people on the look. And listen, the look is important. You know, Roman, I sure. talk about the look of Roman. Roman just has that look and that persona. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and yeah, Sami Zayn, he... He doesn't mean he's got the long ginger beard and the hair. So, you know, but again, but it stands out, but it stands yeah, out. So, yeah. You know, that's why I kind of also like it as well. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, man, you know, just, just to kind of recap, man, as much as I want to praise the bloodline and praise Sami Zayn, you know, being a fair, honest critic that I am, I have to talk about this stuff. I have to see where this leads to and what, why possibly, WWE could go in a wrong direction in regards to Sami Zayn. I think Roman mm-hmm. Reigns is going to be fine. Roman Reigns is going to sure. be fine. Cody Rhodes is going to be fine. It's mm-hmm. mainly Sami Zayn that I'm worried about. Right. And just his booking, his booking is regard. I'm not worried about his talent and delivery. He's going to, de- he's going to deliver like you mentioned mm-hmm. before. And, and that's just it, man. You know, and that's why I've always said this uh, in, on many occasions for weeks and months even though they've done this storyline properly and they've done it well, and this has honestly been one of the best storylines that I can remember in the last 10 years. Yeah. To me, they still don't deserve my benefit of the doubt because WWE is just WWE. Vince McMahon Mm -hmm. is Vince McMahon and triple H. She's just the puppet and the ass kisser that he is, you know, as, as a businessman, right? Mm -hmm. I listen the person. I'm sure he's a great person. His talent and his his in ring work was next level, but as a business owner, guys, he is just a puppet. He's just an ass kisser to Vince. He's been that for years, man. Uh, I have a lot of more. I have previous episodes talking about Triple H, so <laughs> make sure you guys go watch the uh, for the newer the newer listeners. Make sure you guys go listen to that, man. So I will say real quick, if so, if Sammy doesn't win at elim- elimination chamber, you you can't have him lose cleanly it's got to be a dq finish i don't think it's going to be clean i don't think it's going to be clean i think um i I think some something is going to happen whether it's maybe solo gets involved or jimmy or or yes jimmy well actually there was a report saying because of jimmy's dui history that oh yeah that's right allowed in in can't in the state yeah yeah in montreal so that's also very interesting. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, and that's the thing. You can't just have Sami Zayn lose clean. And I still don't no. think he's going to lose clean. I think they're still going to find a way for Sami Zayn to somewhat stay face. But at the same time, man, it's just, you know, I understand. That's, that's where I go back and forth. Yeah. yeah I understand at, at it's Mon- Montreal. I understand the setting. I, I get it, guys. But man, WrestleMania yeah. is the is the place to have this type of match. Yeah, as well as Cody Rhodes, and that's just where I'm concerned with it all, man. So, yeah. but let and me the, know what uh, what everybody else thinks, man, in regards yeah, to this uh, to the story, man. Like, how are you guys liking it? You know, where do you think it's leading to? Like, what do you think WWE should do? You know, let us know on our our, our Facebook group, our our Instagram, man. Let us know, man. You know, we always want to know what you know. We're always open minded, even though you know we bring facts and we bring statistics to these to these. Uh, to these critics and all that stuff, man, or these, uh, or analytics, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. we're always open-minded to people, you know, we're sure. always open-minded to see where people, where people, uh, heads at and all that stuff, man. So 
But yeah, man, let us, uh, without further ado, let's finally get into uh, into SmackDown, shall we? Friday night SmackDown. This was uh, Friday, uh, uh, what was it? February 3rd. I don't know what month it is anymore, Ryan. I don't even <laughs> right? February 3rd, uh, 2023. They were live in Greenville, South Carolina. So they're in the, in the Carolinas, uh, which yeah. I didn't even know about until that day. So, but anyway, I thought it was kind of fun, fun to, to mention that. But yeah, man. So yeah, the show starts off. Hour number one, we have the bloodline arriving to the arena. They have, they're arriving. Kayla Braxton, she's out. She's also there backstage looking to get some words. Um, no Jey Uso. Jey mm-hmm. Uso is completely absent. It's it's the it's it's pretty much what's left of the bloodline, which is Roman, Jimmy, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. Um, you know, Kayla Braxton goes straight to Roman Reigns, wanting words from Roman, and obviously gets nothing in uh, in return. Heyman, though, co- approaches her. I love the connection between Kayla Braxton and Paul Heyman. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that, Brian, for yeah. months and weeks now. They just have this, this chemistry together where they kind of just gel from their facial expressions and the way they they just, like I said, gel to one another. I think it's freaking mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but yeah, Paul Heyman's like, listen, we cannot confirm uh, nor deny the status of Jey Uso uh, within the bloodline. And that was pretty much it, man. They walk off and everything. And that's uh, that's it, man. That's uh, before we go into our opening match. So, again, man, I freaking love it. I love it. I love it when you start off a show like this, Brian. How many times have I been saying this? Start yeah. the show off with getting fans invested. Stop with starting with the, starting the night off with a freaking match. We don't need to see it. Okay, get us invested into a story right from the jump. And what better story than Sami Zayn and the Bloodline? So, mm-hmm. I freaking loved it, man. Uh, Brian, your thoughts, man. The floor is yours with that opening segment. Yeah, you know, it was a quick little segment, but I agree with you too. Um, and as we'll see, there there's a couple more, you know, backstage interactions throughout the night. Um, yeah, I, that's with a story like this, that's what you got to do. And, you know, that's what's lacking in AEW, right? I mean, yeah, start off the night, you know, Bloodlines rolling in, no Jey Uso. And then as we'll go through, you know, you see a, a couple more um, backstage, you know, uh, discussions with the Bloodline, which... Again, it just it it tells that story throughout the show, right? That's that's what's beautiful about wrestling, right? You can't. Uh, I think we talked about it on on AEW uh, last week with the whole uh, Jamie Hader, you know, Britt Baker thing. Um, I think they dropped the ball there, you know, where you're just not you're you're not really telling the story, you know. Um, which I think they're doing a great job here with the bloodline and and they've done it for two plus years now. So, you know, that's at this point, it's what you come to expect. It's and they're going to deliver every time. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. Absolutely. By the way, I also forgot to mention at the end of this review, we have another edition of mm-hmm. our top five wrestlers of the week. So once we are done with this review, once we are done with the show, man, we are going to get straight into our top five wrestlers of the week. Just a reminder, man, this is this is a status week by week. So not right. every list is going to be the same. Um, so like I said, this also includes WWE, AEW, New Japan, uh, TNA. We always give out also honorable mentions to also honor those uh, those other promotions outside, of course, WWE and AEW, man. So yeah, for just for newer listeners, man. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that once we get through with SmackDown for this uh, for this review, man. So. But yeah, man, let's uh let's move on into our first match. First match of the night. This was Braun Strowman 
and Ricochet versus Imperium. This was for the number one contendership for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, the good old Tag Team Title Tournament. Um, so this <laughs> match was a little over 16 minutes, about the 16 and a half minute mark. Gunther gets ejected. He was at ringside. He gets ejected from ringside after, I think, shoving Ricochet um, on the outside. Um, Braun Strowman, that this match ends with Strowman um, having Ricochet up on his shoulders. And then Ricochet dives off of Braun Strowman into a swanton bomb onto one of the Imperium members. I want to say it was Vinci, I believe. And they mm-hmm. get the W. And they move on, and they will face the Usos next week uh, for those tag team, for specifically the SmackDown tag team titles. Um, and that is... Um, and that's also going to be interesting because, Brian, you know, Jay Uso, um, again, he's, like I mentioned at the opening segment, man, he's nowhere to be found. So right. what, what's the status with the Usos? Like, are they, like, how are these tag titles going to going to be defended? So at least there's somewhat intrigue to this tag title match for next week. I'm not a fan of just tag matches or just title matches in general, just always being thrown into the middle of your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a title match. <laughs> Go figure in the middle of the show. We're going to get right. into that, of course. But um, yeah, um, I'm going to have you start uh, start this off, Brian. Your thoughts with this match and uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet as a team, because I have a lot to say about them as a team. So floor is sure. yours. Take it away. Uh, well, I'll start with saying uh, the wrong team won here. <laughs> um Again, you're you're talking about tag teams, and we've mentioned it before, and there's been Facebook posts. I'm not a fan of throwing Superstar A and Superstar B together and making them a tag. Imperium is the tag team, right? Why are they not winning this match? Um, And I like Imperium. You know, obviously, they're kind of just getting started here, but I, I like their work so far. So I I would have preferred to see Imperium win the match um that that's all i really have to say about that match is i just think it's uh, you know god if if they win next if if ricochet and braun win next week you know and take the the belts off the usos not a fan um because you know braun and ricochet are not going to be a long-term tag that's that's just going to be a transitional tag team you know title reign um and specifically about Braun, uh, in all honesty, man, other than his work when he was with uh, Wyatt, never been a fan. Um, you know, he's the the prototypical, you know, yes, he's a large dude, beast, whatever. I mean, his whole thing is just, uh, raw, I'm powerful. And that's it. You know, okay, cool. Um, yeah, other than the work he did with Wyatt, never been invested in him um ricochet wwe i've you know has never really or you know there's been starts and stops and never really pushed him or or you know they'll push him and then all of a sudden you know he's knocked back down so again just not a whole lot to get invested in or excited with them as a tag team um yeah i i would have had imperium winning here and i would much rather see usos versus imperium than Usos versus Strowman and and uh, Ricochet. Um, again, not, I'm, that's not shitting on Ricochet or Strowman. I just don't. It, it just there's obviously no long term plan there, right? They're not a team. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, okay, little match here. Uh, 
I just would have had Imperium winning. Yeah, and and, and the reason why, I th- um, well, actually, I do know the reason why is that they didn't have Imperium versus the Usos because I mean, you, they're you two do, heels. They're two heel you know, teams. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I get that. Man. Yeah, so they knew because here's the thing with WWE: they know they effed up, right? They knew they <laughs> effed up because you know you had, you know, because Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Which is another tag team again, another freaking two, just two individual competitor, two individual competitors thrown together because why not? Right. Right. They knew they effed up because we already got the Usos versus Drew and Sheamus. So, oh, snap, we effed up. They're their only babyface team we have left. Let's make up a bullshit excuse to, to knock them out of the tournament and replace them with Braun Strowman and Ricochet because they're both faces. So right. I saw this clear as day of where this was going. Yeah. Um. And yeah, man. Um, it's just with Imperium too. Like you have Gunther that's being booked really well right now. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same thing for Kaiser and Vinci. I mean, again, right. I don't like factions that you, the leader is looking strong, but the other two are just a bunch of cronies and jobbers. Like I yeah. want everyone to feel special. Like that's what's special about the Bloodline. Now I know the Usos. Even them in the past, they've just lost matches in the snap of a finger in the middle of a raw or smackdown but at least for the past few months i can say they felt special you know Mm -hmm. they've been winning matches even on not just at the pay-per-view right like you know it's just like i hate when fans say oh but they're winning at the pay-per-view it doesn't matter no it's the built it's the momentum Mm -hmm. guys momentum (laughs) that's the key word is momentum um but yeah man i just hate there's too many factions like that brian the word the leader like gunther He's built strong, you know, as he should be. And then all these other cronies, you know, his other two cronies are just looking like schmucks. It's just, yeah. so, it's just so, and they're losing matches. Like, what does this do for Kaiser and Vinci? Like, what does this do for Imperium? The answer is nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just to give Strowman and Ricochet a, a, a title match. So you put all this whole tournament is, is again, for what? This is why I can't stand tournaments. Like it does nothing for anybody. It, like, are we that much more invested with Braun and and Ricochet as a tag team. Now the tag team match itself should be interesting because of the whole situation with the Usos. Right. In regards to the bloodline, but but as a team guys, like be honest, man. What is so special right now about Braun Strowman and Ricochet? Absolutely the nothing. nothing. No. Um it's just it's it's just so odd that we just again, that's that's the, that's the that's this tag team division in a nutshell. Just throw everybody who we don't have nothing for as an individual competitor, just attach them to the hip to somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I got Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Let me throw them together because why not, you know, freaking Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. I got nothing else for them. Poof. Let me just put them into a tag team. So it's just so frustrating, man. This, this tag team, I've said it for months and years, man, it's outside of the Usos. Like, does anybody give a shit? Honest to God. And it's it's nothing new with, with WWE either. I mean, I can go back, you know, to Attitude Era. I mean, there was times when, uh, you know, Stone Cold and The Undertaker were a tag team or um, Stone Cold and Triple H or The Rock and Mick Foley, which The Rock, I mean, that was entertaining exactly. as shit. But that's but... the difference is that they made you care. There was a yeah, reason they did. why they, did. they were together. Right. right. There was a reason why they paired up. You, right. you see what I'm saying? We just throw Braun Strowman and Ricochet together for no reason. Like, why are they a team? Like, why are they just the, thrown the together? Only, there honestly, was a the reason. Only... Yeah. Like, there was a reason why Kane and Undertaker were brothers of destruction. 
You know, right. you mentioned like uh, uh, name name another team. Stone right? Cold and the Undertaker. Stone Cold and Ted, the Under- yeah, like before, was it, was it yeah. Mick Foley and um, and the Rock, Rock one? Th- yep. There was a reason why. There's no yeah. reason why Braun Strowman and Ricochet are just thrown into a tag team. The women. You know what the reason is? The reason is the aesthetic. Braun Strowman being this huge guy and Ricochet being the oh, small. Great. That's it. Called- great oh awesome right that that gets me so intrigued yeah (laughs) but no but no but you're right man that that's the reason why they do it but all right man let's let's move on man so look props to ricochet and braun i I like you know i respect them both but you know right now i'm not invested i'm sure not a lot of people are either i don't want to see them as tag champs um and imperium and for imperium does absolutely nothing and it's a damn shame because gunther's doing so well but Mm Backstage man is Charlotte Flair. Good old Charlie Flair. That's how I like. That's what I call her. I know I'm, there's a lot of Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair fans that are like grinding their gears because they're like, "Don't you you put respect on Charlotte, the Queen's name, the Queen Charlotte Flair?" No, like, whatever, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, she's in a backstage uh, segment with Kayla Braxton, um, talking about uh, Rhea Ripley. She's like, "Listen, you know, I'm you know I'm happy that Rhea won. It's going to be an exciting match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but my focus is on Sonya Deville." And Sonya Deville interrupts. No more than two seconds later, she just talks a bunch of shit and uh, walks off. And that was it. So, Brian, that's really just getting me so excited for this title match later, isn't it? Like, I mean, I don't know why people are not excited for this because, yeah. because this, you know, you watch this backstage segment. How are you not excited? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I got is, nothing to, to is, add there. Say, is there anything you want to add or we just want to move on? We can move or, on, yeah. There, there's nothing. Just, yeah, is there yep. really anything need to say? <laughs> oh man, that's what I mean, man. But anyway, uh, next segment, um, definitely an interesting one as well, uh, mm-hmm. Brian. Uh, so next segment we have Rey Mysterio and Dominic, and they're having a NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm 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 gonna repeat that. They're legit having a NASCAR Ooh. race. This was, I guess, to promote. For Fox, this is something to do with Fox about yeah. NASCAR promoting NASCAR Clash at the Coliseum, which is today, I guess. Which, is that today? I think like, so. Yeah. Anyway, I I got my thought. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start this off with you, Brian. But I'm gonna get to this uh, when I'm uh, once I'm through this segment here. Sure. So yeah, like they're they're talking bunch of like child like father and son little banter together like oh like i was beating your butt when i was three years old and like and this and this and that and i'm just like the new day is for some reason there holding their tag titles and i'm just like i'm just i'm like i'm not i'm just confused like what is going on and then uh dominic was funny he made like a reference to uh i believe the movie's name is uh it's the movie with oh what's the movie's name with will ferrell Talking about pissing excellence. If you guys know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, uh, I forgot the name um, of the movie. He made a reference to that he's like, "Hey man, I feel like I'm pissing excellence." I thought that was funny. That was the only so funny m- thing I found yeah. in this entire segment. Um, yeah, man they they do this NASCAR race, and I uh, Ray Mysterio wins. <clears throat> there was pushing and shoving afterwards, and then that's the segment. Yeah, uh, guys, let, let me get this straight. Let, let, let me just get this straight. So we went from. Dominic uh invading or crashing Ray's family get-togethers whatever you want to call Thanksgiving it Thanksgiving and Christmas yep getting personal right mm-hmm. like this this is what this 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 feud's supposed to be it's supposed to be personal now right isn't mm-hmm. it not right and now we're playing these childish 
games here. Like everything, like we're just playing NASCAR. Like everything is just, it's just <laughs> like, I, I'm so confused. Like it makes no sense to me at all. And, and I'm low key pissed because I was low key kind of getting into this whole thing with, between Ray and Dominic, you had Dominic come out with Ray's mask during the Royal rumble. Mm-hmm. He supposedly was injured. No follow up to that. It's like, oh, Ray Mysterio's now just with Dominic and the race. Now he's racing the so, car. So what the hell happened on at the Royal Rumble? Just right. Like, I, I yeah. hope I'm not the only one that's baffled here. Absolutely not. <laughs> Honest to God, like I, I don't know what to say. This this was just it just happened out of nowhere. Everything it happened so fast, and I'm just like, what the hell are we doing? Right. And yeah, it's just. Go ahead, Brian. I got no more words. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously this is just because, you know, obligations with Fox, you know, to, I mean, that's what it is. But yeah, like you said, I mean, there's, there's no reference or or mention to anything about the rumble, you know, and then they, they get in this, in this car race, which, and you can obviously see they're, they're going like 50, 60 miles an hour, you know, because they're not race car drivers. So yeah, sure, they're not going to be going 120 or 50 or whatever. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was just kind of silly. And then, yeah, the new day there, why? Who knows? I guess it's it even just... the numbers. Yeah, I get the uh, judgment day and then, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so let's just throw in the new day because why not? They're <sighs> SmackDown talent, even though they're holding, holding NXT titles. But right. But that's this company in a nutshell. We, we you know, it's, oh, it's. It's, it makes sense, James, because of this X, Y, and Z. Like, enough. Go, go uh, ahead, I'll say the, the, only, the only positive uh, I would say, and uh, I wish I had, I don't think I wrote anything down, but yeah, there was a couple little lines. Um, I think, you know, by, when they're racing around, you hear, like, uh, Dominic say, like, if you're not first, you're last, which is, you know, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Knights. So Dominic was the, you know, and I'll get That's into the, the him. The movie. Yes, thank you. Yes. Is that the name? Yeah. Talladega Nights. Talladega, yeah, I was gonna, yes, there, there's yes, so many you, Will Ferrell yes, lines. That was going to so. drive me crazy because I've been trying to remember the name of it. There yeah. Continue. So, yeah, to me in the segment, um, and it was still kind of cheesy, but yeah, Dom was the the only little bright spot, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, just a silly little segment to promote something on Fox because of business obligations. I mean, that's that's what it was. And how it ties into wrestling or, you know, I guess, you know, now that they are publicly traded on Fox, you're going to see things like this periodically, which I guess just they're contractually obligated to do, but in the wrestling world, it's just kind of silly. Yeah. And and like I said, man, like these two were getting so personal together. It's like Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden we just expect them to be father and son and just playing these playing a NASCAR race. Like what are they going to do next week? Are they going to play like one-on-one basketball Right. It's it's like it's like the Viking Raiders <laughs> versus the Street Profits. You remember that whole freaking circus, Brian? Yeah, like, yeah. Playing freaking like all these weird games. Right, right. It led to a tag tie. Is that is that what we're doing, guys? Is, are like, are we now just gonna have them play all these stupid freaking games? They're playing freaking basketball. What they're gonna throw freaking darts and what what? They're gonna uh, go axe throwing, they're gonna play bowling next week. Like what like what are we doing, guys? Like, oh, but it was funny. Like, dude, I and don't it- give a shit if it was funny. Like, why am I going from Dominic beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio that was actually cool 
that was actually mm-hmm. leading to something really cool for their main main event or not main event, but their uh, WrestleMania match. Right. To now them just being father and son, just playfully doing a NASCAR race. Like, at, at the very least, like have one of them, you know, not that Vince or, or Fox or NASCAR couldn't afford it, but like have them not wreck a car, but like spin them out or something, you know, it's just, like I said, you could tell when they're going around the track, they're just driving at like 50, 60, you know, maybe yeah. 70 miles an hour. It's not a, a race, you know? Yeah. And before, it was I just get silly. Into this, before I get into this, to this SmackDown women's title match, it's just, you know, listen, I understand. Well, James, well, you know, they, they had to promote the, the NASCAR uh, race for Saturday. It's Fox, you know, they have a deal with Fox, you know, they're on this. I completely get it. Why this feud? Why mm-hmm. out of all feuds, out of all wrestlers that you decide to promote this race, this NASCAR race with Dominic and Ray? Yeah. Like yeah. you could have had I, anybody. I if if I, it's I just about the promotion, that. if it's just about the promotion, you could have had any wrestler there. Just doing a, exactly. That. You could have had anyone just promote the, the, the freaking shit. Like, right. It's does you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh my God, man. It's just, it drives me up a wall. Again, I just go back to Street Profits and Viking Raiders and them just every single week, you know, there was a different game that they're playing and like, yeah. oh, like this is what's building to the top. Just a bunch of bullshit. I can't. Man. <laughs> For sure. Oh, do you tell, can you tell Brian that frustrates me? It's just, <laughs> I, again, I, you know, anyway, let's move on, man. We're in hour number two, hour number two. We're back. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, not hour number two. What am I talking about? I'm jumping the ship here. It, we're going to our NXT or uh, our women's uh, title match, the SmackDown women's title match. This was mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville. Match time was ten minutes, and yeah, Charlotte wins via the figure eight in that ten minute uh, time frame, and that was pretty much it. I mean, yep. I don't know why. Could have just you had a pay per view called the Royal Rumble just a few days ago. You could have built this up towards that towards that event, but you decide to just throw the match onto a SmackDown because. Why not? I guess right. um, it makes no sense to me. Does it? I don't know what this does for Sonya Deville now moving forward. I, I don't know what, I mean, is she just going to go back to catering and just freaking just beg for TV time again? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, what is just, this? A lot, the, is this the third time in the last I month this to is five the second, weeks? This is the second match in the last like three second? weeks. I okay. Say. I thought yeah, it was three, they, but yeah, maybe yeah, so. No, cause they, yeah. Cause they fought. Um, in Charlotte's first defense, oh, the, yeah, the week after she won the title, uh, then they've been having altercations back and forth on Raw and then SmackDown, yeah. and then now they're having their second match. But again, it's just like, but now she's lost both times, and she's lost yeah, again, she's lost to Bianca Belair and she's lost to Charlotte Flair now twice, it's right? It's just like, what, what, like, again, man, I understand you know, you can look good in defeat, but it's like, how many defeats can you freaking take until you're mm-hmm. like, man this lady or this woman or this man needs to be taking more W's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, I I don't understand these matches. Just there was one move in the match, Brian. I mentioned this also on Twitter, Charlotte flair. What it, she went from like a, like a front flip or like a cartwheel and went into a, into a clothesline. I'm like, Like, was that necessary to do a freaking club? Oh, but the athleticism, James, like Charlotte Flair is on a different level. Like, you know, like, does she really have to do a freaking moon, like a freaking, not a moonsault, excuse me, like a cartwheel or a front flip just to go into a freaking clothesline because she's athletic. Like, right. look at the athleticism, James. Like, guys, every single we all wrestler know she's in athletic. this freaking company <laughs> all is of them athletic. Are. Like, that right. doesn't mean shit. 
Like yeah. every single excuse that I hear about Charlotte Flair is ridiculous. Like, oh, mm -hmm. look, look at these flips and these cool sequences. Like, bro, did she really need to do a freaking front flip into a freaking clothesline? Bro, just deliver the fucking clothesline. <laughs> that, <laughs> sure. that really bothered me. It's just like, and then everyone's praising it. Like, oh my God, look how great Charlotte Flair is. It's just like, yeah. Am I the, again, I really hope I'm not the only one thinking this, how ridiculous that is. And by the way, the timing was off because mm -hmm. Sonya Deville had to stop. Right, she had to stop her momentum and then go into take the clothesline. So it just looked it looked fucking stupid. Yeah, it was again, man. Just you know, but listen. Outside of that, I guess you could say this was a decent match. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for Charlotte Flair, it's great, but for Sonya Deville, what the hell does it do? It does absolutely nothing. nothing, man. I I can't stand matches. I can't stand title matches in the middle of these shows. I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it a million more times. Just it's not needed and it does nothing for the loser unless mm -hmm. you have something for them long term. So, Brian, your thoughts before we get into the second hour. Yeah, I I really have no thoughts. It was an okay match. You know, yes, they're they're two good performers. Um actually I, I had thought she had lost uh, three times to Charlotte already, but I forgot that one was Bianca. So yeah, I mean, so she's she's been in this kind of feud with Charlotte, but so she's lost two to Charlotte and the one where Charlotte said, oh, no, you're going to wrestle Bianca tonight instead. And she lost that one, too. So why? <laughs> Just why? Um, as far as Charlotte Flair goes, look. She's always, you know, there's no escaping the Flair name there. It just isn't and never going to be. Um, is she good? Is she talented? Yes. Is, does she need to surpass Ric Flair's number of titles? No. Um, do I think she's the best woman's wrestler in WWE right now to, um, I don't want to say not worthy, but I, there are a handful of female wrestlers right now in WWE that I, I think are should be in the title or have the title on them other than Charlotte. But again, it's, it's always, and maybe no fault to her own. And she's no matter what she does, she'll never be able to escape it, but it's just the flair name. You know, that's, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, I fully expect her to lose to Rhea, which thank God. <laughs> so Yeah. And before we get into the second hour, listen, you know, we talk about Charlotte Flair and we know we, you know, I, I understand, you know, people like, oh, James, you're so negative to Charlotte Flair. Are you and Brian are just so negative about Charlotte Flair? Guys, it's not that we don't think Charlotte Flair is talented. Mm -hmm. She's talented. For sure. We're not buying the fact that she is this great, is the greatest women's wrestler today right. holding 14 title reigns. Which you could have been. Right, and that's the or that's what they're building. Where you go back to Ric Flair when he he was the man, he was that guy, he exactly. was the best. Charlotte, at least right now or whatever, she just isn't. Like we're trying to think, like Charlotte Flair is just as talented, or if not more talented than than her father. Right. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, did you really think, like, if you really are buying that, then I'm like, you you're you're just something else. I'm just gonna put it that way. <laughs> Because, like, bro, like, I've watched this woman wrestle. I've seen her perform now for seven to eight-plus years. Mm -hmm. She has talent. 
Okay. She has mm-hmm. talent. Absolutely. There's a place for her. If you mm-hmm. book her in the right segment and if you book her properly, there again, there's a place for her where she can be a big part of your company. But do not just throw her all the put 14 title reigns on this woman and make me believe right. that she's the greatest women's wrestler in the world. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Because her work, if you watch her, it's given proof that she's not. She's right. not the greatest women's wrestler in the world. She's not. Is she good? Yes. Is she great? Hell no. She is not. Right. Um, and so so she's at four, 14 right now, right? 14 she's title at 14. reigns. Like, so like what I are wonder we doing? what because the... because her dad held 16 world exactly. titles. Like, give me a fucking break. Right. And I, I wonder what the uh the next the next closest to her is because yeah, it seems that that's the ultimate goal here is to put her as the like you know, how, have the most most title reigns of like a female how wrestler. More, how much more talented is she than Sasha Banks? Or she's not Bailey. Like the answer, mm-hmm. like bro, and how many title reigns do they have? Right. Hardly even half of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what does that say about Bailey and Becky Lynch and, and Sasha when she was here? And yeah. Yep. They're bro, they're just as more talented, if not more talented, than Charlotte Flair. That's mm-hmm. not my opinion, guys. That's a fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that it just bothers me, man. It just uh, it bothers does me, too. me to no freaking end. But anyway, we move on. Uh, Sorry, I don't know if you could hear my dogs barking. <laughs> oh, your dogs are. <laughs> hey, they want. Hey, they want some. They want some shine on the show. <laughs> Shout out to your dogs. <laughs> my, I can actually. It's funny. I've, there's times where I hear my dogs barking too. The doors. My doors closed, but I could still hear them. I, right. But yeah. But you can hear them like chirping away. But yeah, they like I said they want to. They hear us talking like, oh, like what's going on? Like, oh, oh, you're on camera. You're on doing this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man, freaking dogs! You gotta love them. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, let's move on to our number two. Our number two is uh, the Bloodline. They're backstage. Roman, you know, ser- they're all sitting down. Roman, Jimmy, Solo, Paul Heyman behind Roman Reigns. Roman's asking Jimmy in a serious tone, like, "Yo, where? Like, where's your brother at, man? Like, where is he?" Jimmy's like, "Man, I haven't heard from him, man. I don't know where he is." And he's like, "Do you guys understand like the urgency that's 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 right now? Like we're on the road to WrestleMania. Like wise men, are we not on? Is this not WrestleMania season? Like, it is WrestleMania season, my tribal chief. <laughs> I, just, I love when Paul Heyman. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like dude, there. Like where's the urgency here? Like we're on. I have a lot of my freaking plate right now, guys. And it's like I need to know where Jay Uso is. So I'm gonna ask you again, Jimmy. Or yeah, Jimmy, where is your brother? And Jimmy says again, like I'm gonna tell you again. I don't know where he is, man." I don't know where he is. He's like, he's like, don't you find this disrespectful? Like he doesn't take your phone calls, your texts. And he's just, he's just ghosting everybody. Like, you know, you know, and Jimmy's like, listen, man, he'll be here. He'll be here. And he's like, well, you're not going to find him from the couch. Like, I want you to get up and I want you to find him now. And he, and he demands solo and Jimmy to go find him. And uh, yeah, man, the segment, the segment ends, man, where Jimmy and solo are trying to, uh, to go find, uh, Jimmy, I guess in the Greenville, South Carolina area, maybe, or somewhere in the arena. I don't know if he's in the arena. If he's not there, I doubt he's even in the arena. But mm. somewhere, I guess in this, in the location of Greenville, South Carolina. But, um, but yeah, man. So again, I like, again, I love these types of situations where we go to a storyline and you build it up throughout the rest of the night. I freaking love that stuff, man. The bloodline again. There's, I mean, guys, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know. I'm repeating myself about how many times I say how much I love these segments and I love this storyline. Uh, but yeah, man, again, Roman and his, his delivery, his believability, uh, Jimmy, it definitely deserves a lot of credit as well. Um, again, he's been carrying, uh, 
his end of the bargain. Uh, you know, Heyman and his facial expressions. I love when every time Roman is getting more and more irritated, he he gets like really really scared. <laughs> I mm-hmm. just love it. But yeah, man, that was uh, that was that backstage segment, man, and that is not the last time we hear from the bloodline and um and roman reigns as a whole for that matter so but yeah brian your thoughts about this segment before we get into our so yeah so yeah that segment um i love the way you know and and we'll see because there's one more backstage segment i love the way roman is manipulating everybody right where he's like in this segment you can see where he's kind of angry and agitated and you know, telling Solo and Jimmy, you know, go find him. You know, we you got a tag match next week. You know, what you haven't talked to him. You know, what what the hell? Um, and then as we'll see later on, he comes back, or you know, the backstage segment, and and you know, he's he's kind of now he's nice. You know, oh, I'm sorry, we got catered. You know what I mean? So I love that manipulation going on there. Um, but yeah, all in all, well done segment. Um. Yeah, it just man, they they just deliver so everything the 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 words, the face facial expressions, the the attitude, the demeanor. It just it's perfect, man. Uh, they're they're nailing it, home runs all the time. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, you know they go into you know so Uso and uh, or Jimmy and Solo, you know go. I guess run throughout the arena and you know ca- trying to call Jay and nobody can get a hold of them and so yeah it's it's a it's good man I mean they're they're killing it <laughs> there's I can't add a whole lot to it man they just Absolutely. they just are it is the number one story the, the number like I I think I said last week maybe this has been the number one storyline in all of wrestling since Stone Cold and Vince it just is um you know people obviously people grow up in different generations i'm sure some people have you know some storyline with cena in there or orton maybe or something like that but i i haven't seen this long term of storytelling where it's so good delivers all the time since stone cold and vince it's just it's awesome and guess what it also makes sense and it, it makes, it makes sense. So, and it makes sense. Right. How many right. times have we seen storylines too, Brian, where nothing like everything is it's it's long term, right? They try mm. to book it long term, but it doesn't make sense at all. It's like, how does right. this make sense? What is this like? How is this believable? But everything from mm-hmm. the moment that they had the match that Roman had the match with Jay Uso years ago, yeah. all the way up till now has been done beautifully. Yep. Just so well done. And like I said, I know me and you, Brian, just can't speak enough highly about everybody involved in in, in this entire storyline as a whole, man. But like I said, man, there's more to get to as we go into the show. But Mm -hmm. let's get into this third match, man. Third match is the Viking Raiders versus the Brawling Brutes. Match time was just over the 10-minute mark. Uh, Crowd, crickets. Pretty much crickets. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, and I said, that's just not... Like I went back and watched this match twice and I can literally hear the crowd saying or hardly saying a thing, mm-hmm. um, which sucks, you know. Um, but yeah, the Viking Raiders win via, a, I believe it was like a double power slam or like a, it was like a tag team move, like a double power slam and mm-hmm. they win the match. Um, so then after the match, I'm like, at, at that point, I'm just like, okay, what, what, what was the point of this? Well, like, what, what, what are we doing here? 
Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, they come out. Uh, the Viking Raiders are up on the stage at this point. They come out, they attack the Viking Raiders. Uh, the Viking Raiders retreat to the back, and McIntyre and Sheamus are standing tall, posing to the crowd. And that was it. Um, Brian, you go ahead, man. I got a lot to say about this as well. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, match. Um, like I said, so, you know, we back to the, the tag team tournament earlier. You know, here you have two legit tag teams, right? You know, why? So you had Imperium and Braun and Ricochet. Why is a legit tag team not in that picture? You know, I don't know. Um, I'd, I'd like, and I, I've, again, I've mentioned this before, um, back to the days of the riot squad. I, I really like Sarah Logan. i you know, this is, it's a booking thing uh, right now. I, I guess she's just going to be like the manager, but I love her, the look, you know, I, I really, really do. Um, and, and as far as the brutes and the Viking Raiders, again, I just think, I, I don't think it's, necessarily on them so much i think it's more of a booking thing where you're god just put the titles on a tag team period like whoever uh i like i said even going back to earlier in the tournament like uh with with drew and sheamus i originally i thought like oh they're they're gonna win this tournament uh but you know they did wind up getting eliminated but man, just have a legit tag team winning a tag team tournament. Go freaking figure. Um, so yeah, not a not a whole lot to say. Uh, other than as as far as the brutes and the Viking Raiders, I, I like the Viking Raiders as a tag team too. Um, I, I think there's something there with them. I just think it's been a booking issue. Um, so I don't know. You know, I, I hope that changes. Like again, I, I don't know if if Valhalla is actually gonna gonna get in the ring again and and be a wrestler, or she's just for now gonna be a manager. But if she is, um, I think she needs to be more involved, like even in matches or whatever, you know, causing distractions or interfering or or whatever. And she's not really; she's just kind of there, you know. So it's funny. It's eh, funny you mention that. I say that about Scarlett a lot when with Karrion Cross, she gets involved. Mm -hmm in carrying crosses matches because you know that's what that's what she's there for right, right. so you're gonna have sarah logan or whatever the hell you want to call her now <laughs> out there get her involved don't just stand right. there just being just standing there like a freaking statue just going oh or what you know what i mean uh, like it's, yeah. yeah it's just it's just weird so um look man i, I the fact that they're trying to sell me this this feud or whatever this is between the viking raiders and McIntyre and Sheamus is just it's just odd um mm -hmm. it's not getting anybody at least for me in this personally it's not getting me intrigued and I know I can probably speak for a lot of people it doesn't really do anything either I understand no there's fans of McIntyre and Sheamus there's fans of the Viking Raiders like you said Brian you're you know you're you, you you know you're high on the Viking Raiders as a tag team but it's the situation that they're in the story right. that they're in right like are we caring about what they're going to do next week Answers nope. no. Like, this is legit all they had, guys. They just had the Viking Raiders. So they win the match. They look dominant. Mm -hmm. They get they pretty much get their ass kicked and retreat to the back like they're a bunch of schmucks. 
So it's again, 50, 50 booking. The, the Viking Raiders just continue to get 50, 50 booking. I hate that. That shit so much. Um, and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are just standing tall. You know, you could have maybe, you, you know, instead of maybe, you know, I don't know, continue the segment backstage, mm-hmm. continue to have them brawl backstage or something like the, the, the Mac, no McIntyre and just Sheamus, they just pose for the camera. And then that, that, that's just it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, can somebody can can any other storyline outside of the bloodline just give me something? Yeah. Like, honest, like you're telling me that's the WWE. You're telling me that's the best you got to have the Viking Raiders put on a ten minute mat bullshit match that was pretty much a waste of time. The, did nothing for the brawling brutes at all. I don't nope. even know why they're still a fucking tag team. <laughs> um, just for McIntyre to come out attack them from behind and then to retreat to the back. And that's it. That's it. You're telling me that's the best you got. Mm-hmm. Like, get fucking creative, bro. Like enough of this lazy type of nonsense, man. I can't stand it. It's just, I it's feel just, you. Yeah. So it's... stupid. Yep. Anyway, man, there's enough said with that, man. We're, <laughs> we're moving on. Bray Wyatt was next literally for only 15 seconds. Um, but honestly, outside of the bloodline was the most intriguing part of this freaking show. And I'm about mm-hmm. to tell you why. Bray Wyatt, um, you know, they recap, obviously, the match, the the black pick, the dark, whatever. the Pitch black called? match. Pitch black match. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> freaking Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Ma- sponsored by Mountain Dew. Yeah. By the way, they, <laughs> they I think Mountain Dew offered WWE like over a million dollars to get that, to get that really? match sponsored, by the way. Yeah, that's a fact, actually, guys. Yeah. yeah. So. But anyway, yeah, Mountain Dew it is sponsored by Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. So they recapped that entire match, man, all the visuals and stuff, which was really cool, by the way. If you haven't seen our Royal Rumble review, we talked all about that match. So make sure you guys go check that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Bray Wyatt, he's in his rocking chair. He's facing a television screen, like, I guess, watching the match back, uh, which is funny because, you know, I, there was an interview. Uh, I forgot the name of uh, the, the guy that he, uh, that inter- I think his first name is Ryan. He always talked, he talked to Bray Wyatt about he never watches his matches back or anything back. <laughs> so it's funny how Bray Wyatt's watching this match. back. I don't know that that just popped into my head, but anyway, right. he's in his rocking chair. He's watching the match back. He's, you know, he's rocking back and forth. Uncle Howdy grabs him by the shoulder. Like, you know, like his, like he's his, like uh like his partner in crime or something. Mm-hmm. And they both look at each other and all of a sudden out of nowhere, just uncle Howdy just stares right into the hard camera, like a jump scare. And I'll be honest, Brian, that actually got me. <laughs> I freaking, yeah, man. And then the segment just, and then, and then it ends. And then we go into the fatal four-way match, which we'll get into in a second, but yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll start this off, man. Um, It looks like that's what we're getting, man. It looks like we're getting Bray Wyatt and uncle Howdy together. That, mm-hmm. that segment seems like they're teaming up. They're officially coming together as a, some sort of a bond that I don't know, maybe a team is the right word, but some sort of a bond where maybe uncle Howdy is this, uh, this, uh, not a manager, which is, which is weird terms, but some sort of like a, like a, like a guardian type of, uh, I hate to say angel. Cause it's like dark and like, <laughs> guardian you know, devil, I guess. Like a guardian devil. Yeah. Like something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Over Bray Wyatt. And, you know, when we, right. t- and I said this before, you know, Uncle Howdy is there, guys, to pretty much remind Bray, like, dude, you are an evil person. Like, mm-hmm. enough with lying to the fans that you're this good person. Deep down, you are evil. Your soul is dark. It's black. And that's who you should be. You know, and all you needed was just this little push. Like he said in the, I think it was the, uh, the go home show to the, uh, to the Royal Rumble. 
All you needed was this little push, man. You know, I told you so. I told you that this mm -hmm. is who you really were. And yeah, man, I I I like it, man. Even though again, it's 15 seconds. Um, you know, and, and that's what I mean about Bray. It's like, oh, like enough. Like, what is this doing? Like, what are we doing with Uncle Howdy? This is stupid. Like, guys, if you would just stop and think for more than 50 seconds. To actually, because you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a story. And that's the thing about yes. Bray. It's like you have to think about what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. It's the mystery. It's the uncertainty. People just want to just be like, look baffled because they don't know what's going on. And they just want to just shit on it because, oh, I don't know where this is going. This is, this is looks weird, James. This is just so odd. Well, if you maybe take the time to maybe think about where it would go, mm -hmm. maybe you would have a different perspective on things there's just a crazy concept right like uh, enough man I, i'm just i understand right look now bray wyatt talked about as well in, in his interview and i'm gonna send this off to you brian i'm gonna let you get your thoughts about this he said um uh, you know he's done with the eater of worlds character he's done with the fiend mm -hmm. and all those previous characters in the past because you know it's, he says it's not fair to his best friend aka Brody lee aka yes. luke harper and he wants to do something new, which I completely respect. Me personally, I always thought that that Eater of Worlds character, even though I love all of those characters, The Fiend, Funhouse Bray, all of them are freaking fantastic. Mm -hmm. But there's something about that Eater of Worlds character that was just head and shoulders above all of them. And, and that's just, you know what I mean? Like, so me personally, man, I th <clears throat> and I know a lot of other fans of Bray that can agree, like that character was just another level of its own. Mm -hmm. but and yeah man and, and they just want to like they see this new version and already like we just want to shit on it it's like dude like has bray wyatt not given fans the benefit of the doubt to like to, to get invested and to see where this goes man like it's just like i don't understand yeah. fans it's like you know they say that supernatural is stupid and it's and it's it's dumb and it's 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 cheesy and it's it's trippy it's like I, I just I, I don't know, bro. It's just fans are so weird. But like, but great matches. We need great matches on the middle of your shows. You know yeah. this, this and that. Like again, man. I'm just tired of people. Like again, I'm not saying this from a just from a fan standpoint, right? This is not my fandom coming out here. Ray Wyatt, guys, for years has been a needle mover. He's mm -hmm. done that for years. Statistics will prove will prove that, right? Absolutely. And and that's what I mean. That's why. I, I cling on to Bray because he is what makes the company better and doing little things like this, even if it's for 15 seconds, it gets you thinking like, what does this mean? What is it leading to? But in a good way, right? Yes. It's kind of like a bad way. Like we look at the Viking Raiders, like what, what does, what is this doing? Like, what are we doing here? Like, no, it's not that it's the complete opposite. Right. So yeah, man. And, and what, and this, obviously this could tie into Alexa bliss of what she's doing over at raw. Like, are we going to see Alexa and, and bliss at some point together, maybe and uncle howdy being in control of everything, you know, being his own, you know, is uncle howdy's identity still going to remain a secret? Mm -hmm. Like is, is like, cause we don't know who he really is yet. Is identity just going to be uncle howdy? Like who knows, you know? So that's why, like, I, I think, you know, and again, this is just for my freaking head. And when my wheels are spinning, I think of all these different questions and that's what gets me invested and intrigued. And it's because Bray Wyatt is a fucking genius and he's fucking amazing he is he is mic drop go ahead man <laughs> yeah uh first first thought loved it again as you said 15 seconds right that's that's all all he had 15 seconds takes. on the show that's all it takes and for that's Ray all it takes and that whether it's this show this specific smackdown we're talking about or 
the storylines currently going on in WWE. Outside of the bloodline, this is number two. That you know, this was the the to me the second best part of the show. Um, and I was going to mention that too. I, I had seen that interview that Bray had said. You know, he's done with the Fiend, done with the Eater of Worlds. And I also saw another one that he said, or an interview that he said, where this Uncle Howdy character, um, it's gonna it's gonna be or it is much deeper than you might think. Again, I'm I'm a hundred percent invested in it just because it's it's storytelling. It's not it's this little fifteen seconds, right? It's not you don't have to have it all at once. If you have it all at once, it is shit. But he's such a good storyteller. Um, so yeah, I'm invested in it, loved it. Uh I'm very interested to see, you know, well, what what again, as you were saying, think about it. Like, what does that mean that this Uncle Howdy character is much deeper than you might think? What does that mean? Where does it how far back does it go? What does that mean for the future? It's freaking beautiful. <laughs> and yeah. 15 seconds is all you need, and he's the second best part of the show. So, yeah. Shout out to Wyndham Rotunda. Shout out to Bray Wyatt, man. Yes, sir. Listen, you know, you don't have to be a fan of this dude, man, but the one thing you have to agree, dude, is that this guy is what's best for this freaking company because, Mm -hmm. like I said, facts and statistics will prove that. He has the highest-rated segments on on the show, highest-rated segments on YouTube, most-viewed clicks on YouTube merchandise sales and just listening to the crowd yes just the crowd that tells you like for fans of charlotte flair again i know i pick on charlotte flair a lot but just bear with me you listen to the segments that like even bray wyatt with the undertaker you hear holy shit chants because they're facing off and then you just hear charlotte and you just hear a bunch of you know half cheers and half (laughs) people not giving a shit right that's what i mean guys about you know the booking, and that's what I even mean about Bray Wyatt, is that you know his booking is great, right? His booking has always been tremendous. It's just mm-hmm. not him not you know winning the big matches at the pay per view. Now he did that at the Royal Rumble. That's got to continue, man. You know because dude, he is good. And yeah. He can take this company to new freaking heights, man. So and I I'll even say enough, I can't say enough praise about Bray about Wyndham Rotunda. The guy is just phenomenal, and I am willing, even though. We don't, we're not getting the Eater of Worlds. We're not getting the Fiend. We're not getting Funhouse Bray. And I understand that can get people upset, but I am willing to give Bray the benefit of the doubt to see mm-hmm. where this goes. And th- to me, as of right now, from what I'm watching, he's doing a tremendous job, man. So, And I'll, I'll even add to that. Again, this is really outside of the wrestling industry. Um, I, you know, I don't know if there's another guy in wrestling as a whole right now that you know, I mean, yes, you could say Sammy and Roman or whatever. Like, if this, if if Bray or William Rotunda, you know, ever decided to write a book or make a movie, dude, I'm all over that. Why? Because he is a creative genius, point blank. Like, I, I could see this guy, you know, again, after he retires from in-ring work or or whatever, because of his mind and his creativity he geez and it, i know it's not maybe your typical wrestler or what you're looking for in a wrestler but man outside of the of the wrestling world 
I'm invested in whatever this guy chooses to do because I think he's that creatively good. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's not a carbon copy of everybody. You know, he's right. not just a carbon copy of people doing a Canadian destroyer and a, and a <laughs> backflip off the freaking top rope. You know, I want more of those guys. And mm-hmm. yeah, let's move on, man. Uh, let's move on into this fatal four way again. Shout out to Bray Wyatt. Shout out to Winner Rotunda. Absolutely. Um, his stuff with Uncle Howdy, man. It's been awesome, and mm-hmm. we can't wait to see what happens next, man, or what it leads to. Fatal four-way match uh, or fatal four-way qualifying match for the women uh, for the elimination chamber. This was Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, um, Natalia, and Selena Vega. Match time was, um, I believe, Rand, uh Actually, no, you know, I have it in here. Seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes was this match. Raquel and Liv Morgan are watching backstage, um, I guess on the teleprompter backstage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalia taps out Selena Vega. And Natalia is going to the chamber. Um, you know, obviously Montreal. <laughs> That's I didn't. Uh, I, I had to think about it for a sec because I I did not see her win in the match. But then I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's in Canada. Montre- yeah, exactly. Right. It's Montreal, Canada. Montreal, yeah. Quebec, Canada. So it obviously it's like it because I at, at the split second I'm like, wait, Natalia, what? And I'm like, I know, oh, it's too. like that we're we're going we're going to but Canada. she's not going to win. Taking, we know she's not going to win there. To, we're taking elimination chamber to Canada. So yeah, that makes, yeah, it makes it. Listen, I understand it makes sense, man, but man, I was really pulling for Shayna Baszler, man, because exactly. Man, if there's any woman that needs any type of momentum mm-hmm. and something in this company, it's Shayna Baszler, man. Yep. This woman, the, the big, the, the only type of like relevance that I seen her, in this company is when she first started on the main roster where she won the elimination chamber. She pretty much beat the shit out of everybody Everybody. and headlined WrestleMania to face Becky Lynch. And then she gets freaking rolled up by Becky. That whole finish was so in the freaking. How did she lose? It was the roll up. The the roll up, the (laughs) all inspiring roll up, Brian, you know how WWE loves to do that. Um, But yeah, man, just, and ever since then, man, Shayna Baszler has been booked like shit, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, don't believe me, man, just go back and watch her booking or actually uh, the fact that, you know, we don't, you know, we don't know what Shayna Baszler's even doing, or we don't really care about what Shayna Baszler's doing just says it all. Yeah. Um. And, and and that's a shame, man, because, you know, you know, and I understand, you know, she's not the greatest wrestler. I guys, I don't care. I don't care if someone's the greatest technical wrestler right. on the face of this earth. They still have a place in the company like enough mm-hmm. with just people just being great wrestlers. Like what is just great wrestling going to get you? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? AEW has been doing that for freaking months and years. Where is that getting them? Not nowhere. 800 900,000 viewers that's right. where it's exactly got them. losing 300 to 400,000 viewers on dynamite yeah. and just and hardly and rampage having 300 to 400,000 viewers a week yeah like what like enough just enough man listen <clears throat> and this and she's actually decent in the ring you know mm-hmm. i understand she could be stiff i get it guys but my god like ultimate warrior couldn't wrestle a lick right I, like he could like honest <laughs> to god like quite possibly the worst wrestling champion of all time <laughs> exactly but yet he is <laughs> right. the most larger than life superstar in in not just in wwe but in professional wrestling gee i wonder why <laughs> right you know and it's just it just frustrates me man it just really does but yeah man just to recap man uh you know listen natalia wins you know listen i like natty um mm-hmm. you know shout out to her uh montreal i guess you know with you know heart foundation you know, 
Montreal, sure. Quebec. Makes sense, man. I just, you know, it would have been cool to see Shayna Baszler in this situation and maybe having something for her long term, but maybe I'm just, maybe I'm going overboard. I don't know. Brian, yeah. your thoughts before we get into the final two segments. I felt the same way as you. I, I fully expected Shayna to win this match and was, you know, was shocked there for a minute that Natty won. Um, again, I, I get it from the standpoint it's, you know, the pay-per-view will be in Canada. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she'll have a home crowd, you know, hometown crowd behind her, but does anybody think she's winning the Elimination Chamber? No. So I, I I think Shayna should have been in that spot, but she's not. So again, and I'm in the same same boat as you. When she won, was that two or three years ago when she won? Was that 19 or 20 when Shayna that won that? 2000 and, I think it was 2020. Because yeah, because they, they headlined the WrestleMania when they were in the Thunderdome. So I do want to okay. say it was... I do want yeah. to say it was 20, so yeah. Yeah, and, and since then, yeah, it's been, been two, right, for the last two years, then. going on three years, I guess, yeah, it's... It's been nothing. And and I think I'd even mentioned this back, you know, back in the day, or in one of our podcasts, like, um, so I remember when Shayna was still in X NXT, and I believe there was also another uh, wrestler who had an MMA background, that was in there with her in NXT and then Ronda Rousey came and I thought, man, what that would be a great faction having these three women with the MMA background, which never materialized. And I don't, I mean, it was sitting in your lap, right? I don't know why that never happened, but um, yeah, I've been a fan of Shayna Baszler and yeah, you can, whatever. I, I don't know if she's not charismatic enough or doesn't have the technical ability, whatever. I, you know, I don't know, but she, she is a, a legit dominant badass woman. <laughs> like, why? She brings is a she... lot of real. I like to use the term realism. Like she yes. brings like realism. Yes. Like like she legit has that realism in her character where she mm -hmm. can snap your limbs into freaking seconds. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? But how can I take this woman seriously if like she's losing in less than three minutes, getting rolled up because she can't get her freaking you know, shoulder off the freaking mat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, listen, you know, like, you know, I, I'm fully on board with what you're saying, Brian. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's a shame with, with Shayna. Um, like I said, we like Natalia, you know, we understand yeah. that it makes sense, but again, man, it just would have been cool to see Shayna Baszler in this, in this situation being in a cage because, and not, you know, not only, it's not just the fact that we and like better... her, it's because it makes sense. And because she is actually, she, you know, Go back and watch her fighter. work at <laughs> yeah. NXT. Like go back yeah. and work. Go back and watch her work in NXT. Like she is that freaking good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that's not my opinion. That's not Brian's opinion, guys. That is a legit fact. She is that good. I understand she's not the greatest technical wrestler, right? But nobody needs to be. Not everybody right. needs to be. Mm -hmm. Anyway, man, let's go into these last two segments since they pretty much kind of gel together. So we'll get yeah. into both of these segments. The bloodline again is backstage uh, solo and Jimmy. They go back to the locker room and saying, Hey man, let's go into the, the tribal chief saying, Hey, we, we can't find Jay Uso. We called him, we text him, we searched everywhere. We can't get a hold of him. Nothing. And uh, Roman, he has like a different type of uh, thought process. He's like, listen, you know, you know, it's listen. I apologize. He actually apologizes to uh, right. Jimmy and solo. He's like, listen, you know, you know, it's like, listen, I need you guys. You know, I, I'm sorry for snapping on snapping on you guys. It's like, you know, I need, I, it's like, I need y'all. I need us to be as strong as we ever were, because if we're not, 
then there's not going to be any of this. He you know, mm-hmm. points up the ones and stuff. Um, and yeah, man, you can kind of tell Roman is very like on edge. Like he's starting to kind of look like he's still keeping his composure. Like, but mm-hmm. at time he's, you see him more and more and where he's, his composure is really starting to, to show a little bit. Like he's, yeah. he's taking his frustration on Jimmy and solo. He did it with, he's done it at times with even Sami Zayn before uh, Jay Uso as well. It's like, you know, like the, the pressure is getting to him, man. And I like that because, you know, when it's time to, to face Cody at WrestleMania, right. when that time comes, that's going to be that final, that final blow to Roman and everything is going to come into full circle. And that's going to be so freaking epic, man. Yeah. I love Roman and what he is doing. The guy is just so freaking good. Six years ago, that's a different story, but the Roman <laughs> reigns the last two years, three years freaking money man so yep. yeah he sends uh he sends uh jimmy and solo uh back to the truck or back to uh or somewhere in the arena said listen you know there's a big steak sushi dinner y'all go eat y'all go chill um I'm, i gotta uh head to the ring and, and take care of some business man so yeah and then we go into the uh the main events the main event segment i should say roman mm-hmm. reigns hits the ring with only paul Heyman. um he's he oh he goes to the crowd he's like um you know, listen, you know, I wanted to come out here and talk about Cody Rhodes, but unfortunately you, you, uh, you imbus, I forgot what he calls the crowd, uh, <laughs> of, of, uh, you like, I don't know some, I guess Hicks or something. I don't remember, but he, he, he takes a, a stab at the crowd saying like, you know, you guys just want to talk about the past, which is AKA Sami Zayn, you know, Sami Zayn chance erupted through the arena yeah. in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and yeah, man, he's like, listen, you know, He's like, you want to talk about Sami Zayn? Sure, I'll talk about Sami Zayn. But trust, but but don't get it twisted. There's two sides to every story, so you're going to get mine. You know, it's like we have to go back to war games. He's like, you know what I saw at war games? He's like, I saw greed. You know, I saw greed. He's like, every person, everyone likes Sami Zayn is someone that I've always came across in my entire life. You know, everyone who is like, you know, you know, always wanting more. You know, you want, want, want stuff like that, man. And just, uh, again, just. The, the delivery has just been so good, man. I can't express mm-hmm. enough how good Roman Reigns is, man. And uh, yeah, and he talks about, uh, you know, him, you know, this, you know, him, uh, you know, Sami Zayn, I should say, Sami Zayn using him, using his bloodline and his island of relevancy is now his voice is getting amplified now. Um, and yeah, and then he continues to take jabs at the crowd. He's like, you know, he's just like all of you. You want, you want, you want, and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, the snap of a finger, a, a hooded man comes out and he attacks Roman Reigns, and that hooded man is Sami Zayn. He takes that hood off and he gets the biggest freaking pop, man. It's just, and yeah. dude, this guy's momentum is freaking insane. It's unbelievable, but and 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 and, and well deserved too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, he gets a huge pop. He's attacking Roman. He's, you know, he's punching him while he's down. He's tr- you know he's trying to, you know get a little bit of retribution over, over Roman Reigns after what happened at the rumble and Roman Reigns retreats. He, re- he ends up retreating, but he's on the rampway. He's not fully up on the stage or backstage. He's on the rampway. And that's when uh, Sammy, he drops the, he drops the ball. He's like, listen, he's like, listen, I never wanted anything from you until now. And what I want is a match against you for that WWE undisputed universal championship, man. And yeah. And then that's when Jimmy and solo, they come to the aid Jimmy with that super kick just takes freaking Sami Zayn lights out, man. And they just, they just continue to wreck this dude. 
Um, Solo goes for, I believe it's called the wrecking ball, like the Samoan wrecking ball in the corner. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They have uh, Sami Zayn's neck or his head around the, the steel chair. And he goes for the move. And then Roman Reigns stops him. He says, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. like, hold on one second. And he has slowly approaches uh, Sami Zayn, who's pretty much helpless or defenseless right now in the corner of the ring. And he kneels down. And all of a sudden, we get a We Want Jay chant. You know, you hear, <laughs> We Want Jay. And, and I love how he's listening to because he goes to Sami Zayn. He's like, you hear that? He's like, they want Jay. Well, guess what? I don't have Jay because you broke up my bloodline, dude. You broke up my family. You know, you freaking, you know, he's like, but listen, you know, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm, I'm going to give you what you want, but you're also going to give me what I want, dude. And this is without a microphone. He's just talking to this dude. Dude, Roman Reigns, when he cuts a promo, he cuts it better off the microphone than he does on the microphone. (laughs) He really does. Uh, It's just, again, I I can go on hours and hours about Roman, but anyway, but yeah, man, he's like, he's grabbing him by the freaking shirt. And he's like, you know, listen, you know, you're going to give me what I want. He's like, and I want you at the elimination chamber. I want you in Montreal to embarrass you in front of your bloodline, in front of your family, your wife, your kids, your, your family and all that stuff, because this is, you know, and I'm going to show you what happens when you freaking mess with the bloodline and his, voice continues to get more amplified and he's like i'll see you soon and he just shoves him in his face and then he and he holds up the, the two titles and he's kind of like gloating in, in in front of Sami Zayn while Sami Zayn is still defenseless man and roman reigns is standing tall along what's again what's left of the bloodline no jay uso no jay uso in the show he is still uh no one can get a hold of him uh yeah, just completely absent, and we go off the air, man. That is SmackDown, man. Um, I, I got a lot to say about this last segment because I do want to get into this top five list. So, Brian, the floor is yours, man. Take it away. Yeah, again, uh, beautiful segment. Again, like I alluded to earlier with the the manipulation that Roman's done to everybody, Jay, Jimmy, Sammy. Um It'll probably lead into solo at some point, but not so much yet. But as far as, you know, earlier in the night, he's angry and irritated with them. And then they come back and now he's apologizing and tell them, oh, you got snake and sushi in the back, you know, go relax. Um, Again, I just think great storytelling, character development. And uh, yeah, in in the, yeah, when Sammy hit the ring, that pop, man, it was beautiful. That's something else. Yeah, it really was. something else. And then, so again, I mean, we discussed it at the top of the show, you know, how how this could go with the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. Just for the simple fact that it is in Montreal and Sammy being Canadian, I can almost see where at least the, the crowd reaction, um, whether it would be at the Elimination Chamber or at WrestleMania is is basically going to be the same in my in my opinion but i do think sammy again we talk about who's earned it who's not i think sammy is one of those who has earned that wrestlemania moment that is going to live forever right so how you book this elimination chamber is going to be interesting to see um Again, we discussed, I, I don't think you can have Sammy losing cleanly in, you know, in Montreal at the Elimination Chamber. But do you do you have him win there and then more slow or 
adding to the the breakdown as the as the uh, bloodline as a whole leading into that next month of WrestleMania, or do you just have it all culminate at WrestleMania? You could do it either way, and like I said, I've with everybody involved, I I give them the benefit of the doubt that whichever direction they do go, I think it's going to be money. Um. So yeah, it, and and Jay Jay is the wild card in this, and and we'll get this you get into this in our top five of the week, or I will at least. Um, yeah, Jay's the wild card. Where you know where is Jay? What what is his mindset? Is he? I mean, he's already tweeted that he's out. You know, so. But then they they got that tag team match coming up next week uh, on on SmackDown. So. Again, man, I can't say enough about the storyline. They're they're all nailing it. Um, yeah, just uh, looking forward to whatever it is they do. I'm invested in tuning into it, man. Period. Absolutely. Um, again, I, I, you, you said it well enough, man. This this storyline <laughs> as a whole has just been freaking phenomenal. Um, just again, Jay being like you said, the wild card. Everybody just doing their part. Yeah. Um, Solo and Jimmy, for that matter, as well, and Paul Heyman. And Roman, too, man. Just It's just the connection between the two. It's just, I like to use also the term chemistry. Just the chemistry yeah. everybody has is yep. just freaking awesome. Um, You know, Roman Reigns getting amplified and really just, like, getting into Sami Zayn's face. Like, dude, like, I gave you the keys to the kingdom. I gave you the keys to this to this group. And you break up my family. You break up my bloodline. He's like, but listen, I'm going to give you what you want because now I want to tear up your bloodline. I want to embarrass you in front of your freaking family. Right. I, I just, I love, and that you can, and you feel it yes. right? because you're so behind Sami Zayn because you feel for Sami Zayn. And that makes Roman that much more of a dastardly type of heel. Yeah. I freaking love it. I absolutely love it, man. And yeah, man, it does raise a lot of questions about, again, we said it at the top of the hour of where this could lead to, man. You know, does, you know, does, uh, I mean, obviously there's no way you can have Sami Zayn lose clean. You you, you can't. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, obviously the match is now. Especially official, in like Canada. This, this, yeah, <laughs> it's, in, it's in Canada. Right. I mean, yeah, they freaking, they might freaking riot. My, Montreal <laughs> might freaking riot if, if, if freaking Sami Zayn loses clean. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, it's just again, just a lot. I talked about Bray Wyatt before. Just a lot of questions. Again, there's also even more questions with this storyline. That's what makes a really good story is mm -hmm. having questions in a good way. Um, right. But yeah, man, just you know, does does Jay Uso, you know, and I mentioned this too on Monday. Like, is he just on an island of his own? You know, you know, does he feel like he really can't trust anybody? Is he just gonna mm -hmm. be? Like, is he going to be into the corner? I mean, because we don't know for sure if he even if he's even with Sami Zayn, right? right? You know, he could just be like that into his head where I, I can't trust even my own. I can't trust Sammy, nor I can trust my own family. Mm -hmm. So that you know, stuff like that is something we also have to look into as well. Um, and of course, like I said, with this tag match next week, you know, is Jay even going to show up? Like, how's that going to go down? And yeah, and it's just the 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 build up to WrestleMania. Like, are they splitting these titles up? Are they going to wait till after WrestleMania until they split these titles up? Are they going to put Kit Sammy and Kevin Owens in a team? Is Cody Rhodes going to be the only the legit one to dethrone Roman Reigns, or are they going to have a two night event where mm -hmm. it's Sammy 
versus Roman and then Cody versus Roman night two. So a lot of questions, man, but it's good questions. And all good, yes. It's stuff to look forward to. You know, right. we just hope that WWE just doesn't drop the freaking ball <laughs> and they don't do anything stupid. You know, yeah. it's 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 like a it's like it's like it's like you know, leaving your child at home to by themselves. Like, can I leave you by yourself and to, or are you gonna like burn the freaking house down, right? Like that's sometimes I feel with with WWE and Vince McMahon, right? But yeah, man, you know, like like you said before too, Brian, you know, they deserve my benefit of the doubt of the way right. the storyline has been building up, man. So yeah, man, just like I said, man, you know, the road to WrestleMania has officially begun. And yeah, man, we, uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what follows suit, man. So, and again, right. with the way it ended, you know, it didn't end with a match. It ended with a segment like that again, which bids builds intrigue and questions for next week. Absolutely. Right. Beautiful. No doubt. All right, guys, that was Friday Night SmackDown, man. Uh, so now, now it is time to get into this top five list. It is our another edition of Top 5 Wrestlers of the Week. So again, to new listeners, for this list, this is a week-to-week list, all right? So again, this is very an unbiased type of list. We go by what superstars around the professional wrestling world as a whole are hot right now. You know, again, mm-hmm. this can include WWE, AEW, New Japan, um, TNA, you know, everybody is free game. Even managers. We had a, I had a manager uh, the last time we did this, which AKA Paul Heyman right. on this freaking list. So every, anyone's free game, man. So that's what we you know. We try to make this as fun, as entertaining for you guys as possible. And we have fun doing this list. So if you guys like these lists, uh, make sure to let us know and we will continue to do them, man. So Brian, um, I'm going to have you start this off. With your honorable mentions, I'm sure you have some honorable mentions. Got a couple. Top five. Take it away, my brother. Floor is yours. Right on. So uh, honorable mentions. Um, uh, this first one, I struck. I, I wanted to put him in the top five, but just because he wasn't on SmackDown, this is going back to the Rumble. Honorable mention is Jay Uso. Um, yeah, just really, I just have so many questions about where where he is and and where he's going, where his allegiances lie or don't. Um. So, yeah, you know, we didn't see him on SmackDown. Uh, so I'll give him an honorable mention because I'm really, uh, again, as as a little, a secondary story within this bloodline story, I, I'm really invested to see where, where Jay goes. And my second one, <laughs> I might get heat for this. My second one, man, is Dominic Mysterio. Um, listen, I, when he... F- even before he started this whole, like, I've done hard time in prison, you know, I... The promo well, on and, Monday, I'm sure, is what you're talking about on Monday. The promo night. on Monday, yeah, but even yeah, before yeah. then, it, he's yeah. he's been growing on me. He really has. Yeah. Like, it just his... Because the whole shtick is, obviously, we as the audience know that, bro, you're not a hardened criminal. You didn't serve hard time in prison. prison yeah. But his character <laughs> work is one that he's tried to convince himself or whatever that he is now right um but then he also has these little like funny comedy lines that that he throws in there um so yeah he's and and i think he's uh he definitely has it in his genes as far as in ring work you know obviously a while but but yeah he's starting to i think he's starting to get it for sure yeah he is. And even going back to that promo on Monday, I could see there's there's still a little bit, I, I can't remember the exact point where, where I wouldn't say he stumbled on it, but there was, 
you know, he he always comes out with with the judgment day. So all three of them kind of take turns talking. And at at times it seems like maybe they're just off a little bit of like who's supposed to be talking at that particular moment. Yeah. Um, but all in all, he's he's growing on me. He really, really is. Um, so honorable mention to Dom and Jay. Um, my number five, until somebody can knock him off. It's still MJF. Um, you know, we talked about him on Wednesday. He was uh, really just, you know, he didn't have a match, had a couple backstage segments. He was getting ready to get involved in the match with Danielson. Um, the dude just money, you know, and it, until, again, he doesn't have to have a match to be in here. It could just be promo work or backstage segments. Guy's money, man. So I got to put him at number five. Uh, my number four is going to be, I'll just put first names here, but is going to be Rhea Ripley. Hopefully, is that coming through clearly? I know I got to yeah, get can, a better yeah, better yeah. board there, but no, that's good. Yeah. My number four is Rhea Ripley. And, uh, you know, again, going back to the Rumble win, you know, lasting, you know, she, number one entrance, winning the Rumble, uh, the little promo she cut about, you know, fit or wanting to, you know, challenging, challenging Charlotte um, at Mania. And we've both discussed, I, I would have preferred to see her in a match with Bianca, but I do understand the storyline aspect of Charlotte being the one that kind of ended her reign. And now she's looking for redemption. So there, there's something there. And, you know, I, I, that's fine. I, I would have just preferred Bianca. But whatever, it's going to be her and Charlotte at WrestleMania, and I'm good with that. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, she's continuing to knock it out of the park. Um, as far as, you know, the Judgment Day as a whole, I feel like maybe in the last couple of weeks, I, I, because for for a good period there, it was really just Rhea carrying the whole thing, in my opinion, you know, the, the entire judgment day, it was Rhea. Now, I, like I said, Dom's growing on me. I do like uh, Priest and Finn. So, but yeah, it's, it's Rhea all the way for me. She's arguably the number one female star in the wrestling business right now. So got to put her there. Uh, my number three is going to be, Cody Rhodes again for for his uh rumble win and his promo that he had on Monday night um I, I don't follow it too much but I I have seen a, a few things are there really like is there a a huge backlash forming against him as far as like I don't know he that he jumped ship from AEW now he's back in WWE is that a thing going on with wrestling fans where they're like, you know, I don't know. But if that is the case, like, look, when he left WWE, I believe his last character there was Stardust, right? I mean, a completely jobber, nothing character. And he goes out on his own in the indie, you know, starts starts up with AEW how can you not root for that? If you call yourself a wrestling fan, the dude was buried in WWE and went out, you know, took bet on himself and went out there and 
now has elevated himself to where he's got the main event moment, right? The main event WrestleMania match. How can you not be a fan of that, right? And and he did it not on his own. Of course, he had help, but he bet on himself. Said no, you know, screw you, WWE. You're you're not you're not putting me in storylines. You're not giving me anything. I'm going to go out and show the world why I should be there. And he's done it. So, yeah, if anybody out there hating Cody Rhodes specifically because of the AEW WWE thing, give me a freaking break, man. Like, dude made it, like, period. And why would you not root for that? My number two is Roman Reigns, Tribal Chief. Uh, for i mean we spent most of this show talking about the excellent work he's doing i i I have no more to add to that just i mean you know for the last two and a half years like like i mentioned before there's been nobody since in my opinion since the attitude area unless you want to throw in john cena and i'm just john cena was never my guy there's been nobody well, I guess now I have to say, ex- with the exception of Cody, too, that has... So you remember, you know, like you alluded to, six years ago, right, when WWE was trying to stuff you down, stuff him down your throat, right? He's he's the babyface. He's the guy, right? And, and he's constantly being rejected. This last two and a half years, what he's done, again, he's built himself to this, you know? And how can you not congratulate the man for for doing that? So my number two is Roman. And my number one, how could it be anybody else? Sami Zayn. Um, I just saw a meme on the on the internet the other day. Um, I'm going to misquote it, but it was basically to the effect of why I love or what's so good about wrestling is that the crowd can, you know, take this guy who looks like he could be a homeless man off the street and building him to be the, the man, right. The dude. And, and that's been again, creative and storytelling and, and the, and the booking, but Sammy's delivered right for the last 10 months or whatever it is. And he has built himself and built that character within the storyline to be one of the two guys to take the belt belt off Roman. So, um, I you know I fully expect. I mean, Jesus, that that. However, the initial pop, uh, you know, when he comes out at at a at a elimination chamber, it's going to be freaking electric. And again, it's still it's a toss up for me. Do you do you put the belt on him there at Elimination Chamber, or do you have him lose? And either way, whether if he wins, it's going to be, you know, a pop for the ages, man. It just is. And if he loses, dude, you're going to hear it from the crowd then too, man. So again, I think he's involved in the best storyline in all of wrestling right now. And he is one of the main factors why it's the best storyline in wrestling right now. So, yeah, he's got to be number one for me. Um, so to recap again, number one, Sammy. Two, Roman. Three, Cody. Four, Rhea. 
and five MJF. Those are my top five for this week. All right. Very nice, man. Very nice list. All right. Now it is your boy's turn <laughs> for his list. All right. So um, I do have a few more honorable mentions that I do want to talk about. Um, and I'm, I'm going to start off with honestly with NXT um, because I think they do deserve the mention. And that is yeah. um, your NXT women's champion, uh, Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, her match, but also her debuting um at the rumble, which I thought was a really nice moment. Um, again, only being 21 years old. And I think, you know, every, and of course, you know, if people know her as rock C from ROH, you know, you, you guys know how talented this woman is and mm-hmm. how talented, how talented she can be. She, she is also part of my, um, my honorable mentions, man, uh, for this week. And then I have MJF as an honorable mention. Um, I love MJF, man. I really do tremendous segment he was in with uh with roosh mm-hmm. and offering him this this suitcase full of cash doing what mjf does man but the only reason is just the way that the storyline is going with danielson and how invested True. i am with it and even though again i t- i say this all the time guys as much as i'm i'd like mjf this is a pro mjf platform i have to call it like it is so but he does deserve an honorable mention so mjf is there bray white of course is an honorable mention, but of course I can't put him in there since he was only in a, in a brief 15 second segment. So it, it would be kind of disrespectful and kind of <laughs> stupid to put him in there, but, but still deserves that, that honorable mention of that uncertainty allegiance with, uh, with uncle howdy. Um, and yeah, man, Dominic is, is an honorable mention as well. Uh, he's an, he's also an honorable mention, um, in this list, man, like you mentioned, like it's just the comedic type of, uh, you know, pretending you know he's like he's this this badass type of you know prisoner that he think he's he's faced hard time i i i get a kick out of it and i don't think it was meant to be a serious thing ever i think it was no, no, meant no. to be right. pretty much a joke you know because they they acknowledge that dude you've only been in there for like several hours before you were bailed out he's he's playing that chicken shit heel character perfectly right now absolutely absolutely man listen and there's no and don't get me wrong guys he's still there's still work that he needs to improve Oh, for sure especially yeah. in his promos um he there's def, but definitely he's showing signs of uh what's the word of a progression yeah. progression absolutely mm-hmm. so he he deserves his praise there for sure um and yeah man those are my those are my few my few uh, honorable mentions, man. If I'm missing off the top of my head, I apologize. I don't have my honorable mentions list with me. I just remember some of them off the top of my head, uh, just from just from thinking about it. So I didn't either. Um, I should have had Bray in there too, for sure. Um, I, I, I do yeah. actually. I do have Braun Breaker in there as well. Braun Breaker and his performance as well. I'm not gonna put as even though Wesley Wesley is that his name from NXT and yeah, I jacked mm-hmm. it. You know. Again, I, I can't say that because again, even though the match was good, I don't know the storyline. I again, I, right. I'll be honest with you guys, I haven't. I keep up with NXT and who's involved, but I don't. I'm not following the storylines week by week. I'm just not, um, and yeah. not at least not what I used to. But I always still keep up with NXT and still try to see what's going on over there. So I can't really put them in an honorable mention, even just for having a good match. Um, right. But anyway. But yeah, man, those are those are a few of my uh, few of my honorable mentions, man. So let me finally get into this list. So number five, you can say this is one person or a tandem, but I'm gonna say they're they're two, and this is gonna make sense in just a second. So number five, number five, 
I'm just going to pick this up because this is annoying to write on this. <laughs> Number five is Edge and Beth Phoenix. At number five. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, first of all, dude, it is so good to see Edge back. And it's so mm -hmm. good to see Beth Phoenix involved as well, man. I, I said this on the Monday Night Raw review. To me, Edge, alongside Cody Rhodes being back, they just bring a new life to the show. I've always mentioned for weeks and weeks about, you know, Edge just, you know, and Cody them, you know, they, that show just needs a life, man. They're, they're, right. It needs a pulse. And I think Edge being there alongside Cody and even Beth Phoenix, they bring that different level of, uh, of feel to the show. Mm -hmm. And I think it's well needed and it's coming at the right time at WrestleMania. Yep. And yeah, man, just the segments that they're in, you know, them together is just, to me, is just badass, man. Um, just For really, sure. really cool. Um, but yeah, man, Edge deserves his praise to me, even as a part-timer. I know the guy is still the most captivating son of a bitch in this freaking <laughs> business. And Beth Phoenix, man, like she can probably beat up most freaking men out there. For sure. And together, man, they they just work so well. Um, you know, where it leads to, of course, is a different story. But at in regards to Monday Night Raw, right, just getting mm -hmm. that extra life into Monday Night Raw involving yeah. Edge and Beth Phoenix – that honestly deserves an award of its own, man. And, and it's just so good to see those two. And it definitely brings a definite another level of investment to Money Night Raw now that they're back. So I had mm -hmm. to put them on this list, man. So and then number four. Number four. Is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is number four, obviously, of course winning the women's rumble match. And of course, uh, um, just the work in general of what she's doing pretty much. I've said this for weeks now about Rhea Ripley, just keeping judgment day afloat. You know, yeah. I, I like Damien, I like Finn and Dominic, like I mentioned, deserves his praise for what he's doing with his, with his character. But to me, man, it's Rhea Ripley. That's keeping that team pretty much relevant um, for sure. to, be, to be quite honest, man. And she deserves so much credit. Uh, if you guys listen to uh, my intro and outro, it was pretty much my salute to them by having their theme songs involved in my, <laughs> uh, in my, in, in that episode. But yeah, man, Rhea Ripley, uh, she's been in my on honorable mentions before, but I, you know, obviously the timing with the rumble and this week, man, you know, now the lights are shining bright on her. Yep. Um, you know, I said about Rhea Ripley and her facing Charlotte, which makes no sense to me. I just don't think it's going to do well for her long term. But as of right now for this week, Rhea Ripley is that woman. She is that girl. And she has been she's been killing it, man. And she yeah. deserves all the praise and well deserved as well. Number three, number three. Is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes is at number three? Um, do I need to say anything at all? I mean, Brian, you nope. said it pretty much, you know, you said everything that needed to be said with your list, man. Uh, Cody Rhodes again winning the Rumble again. I was skeptical about him being at number 30 because let's be honest, we knew he was going to come out there, right? Um, uh, him because him prior, you know, being announced prior to the match started. So when you saw number 30, we're like, oh, well, it's going to be Cody Rhodes, right? So I, I thought it, it kind of tarnished the moment just a little bit, but still, man, still a great moment for Cody. 
all the people that want to shit on Cody Rhodes now that the, he's this golden boy and then that he gets put guys, this dude, Cody Rhodes has done nothing but turn himself into a star. Absolutely. Right? He didn't get there. Just, you know, it's, you know, we say about Roman, right? Roman, he was pushed you know, the wrong, by the wrong reasons mm-hmm. into that spotlight. Cody Rhodes has had to work his ass off to get to this freaking moment. You know, if I could interject real quick, you know how we we're talking about Charlotte Flair and and kind of living off that Flair name. Cody Rhodes is not the same. He did not get that star treatment originally in WWE because of that Rhodes name. Exactly. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And, and Cody Rhodes, man, you know, like I said, he is just in a different, different aura, different level uh, in his character, and just the mm-hmm. way he's cutting promos, the opening segment he was in on Raw. And again, man, I said the same thing about Edge. Again, just bringing a new life to the show, which Raw desperately needs, man. It, it did. It really does. And of course, in the fact that we're actually going to get Roman versus Cody at Mania is just another level of appreciation. And mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, I can't say enough about him um, and how well he has done and just how honestly proud as a fan to see him in this position because yeah. to me, he's always had it. Uh, yep. I never thought he would ever be in this type of position before, but here he is, man. And he deserves yeah. all the praise and all the kudos mm-hmm. uh, in the world, man. So Cody Rhodes is number uh, for number three on this list. And number two, I guess you can say it's not a shock to most <laughs> of you guys. Number two is Roman Reigns. Like I said, Brian, you said it well from your list, man. Again, there is not a storyline right now that is that, that is coming anywhere close to what Roman Reigns and the Bloodline are doing, and it's because of Roman. He is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. He is the guy, um, like legit. Um, yep. Like I, I always, I've said this, you know, weeks before. You know, if Roman Reigns in, is involved in these shows, it's going to be really hard to knock him off of this list because. Yep. With his work, as well as the storyline he is involved with, and as well as how well the company is doing with the storyline, has just been phenomenal. And mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns, he is taking everything that WWE is giving him, and he is knocking grand slams and home runs all over the place, man. So mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is that dude. He is that guy. He is pretty much the face of, you can argue, the face of professional wrestling right now True. because of this storyline. Yeah, because of his character and his work, and he just der- also along with Cody Rhodes and everyone else here deserves so much praise, man. Mm-hmm. And number one, number one is none other. You guessed it, it's Sami Zayn, man. Guys, I think we can pretty much lock in number one until WrestleMania. Until WrestleMania, yeah, <laughs> Sami like Zayn said, and I Roman are one and two about Roman. The same goes for Sami Zayn. It is going Mm. to be hard to knock these two off of number one and number two because, you know, I understand it's boring. It's, oh, James, you know, you said that we're going to – the list is going to change and you said this and that. But, guys, week by week, this storyline has been delivering and getting people invested by the week, by the month. And it would be a crime to put them anywhere – but those two top spots, both Roman Absolutely. and Sami Zayn. Yep. The pop that I heard from Sami on a SmackDown in Greenville, South Carolina, just freaking epic. When he takes that hood off of his jacket 
and the pop that he's get was just freaking next level. The, I mean, I can't say enough about Sami Zayn and the work that he has put in. Again, I say the same about Cody and how well-deserving he is and how well he is, or just how he's worked his ass off. Mm -hmm. uh, Sami Zayn deserves that same amount of praise. He has worked his butt off. We always knew he was talented. We always knew that he deserved this type of treatment. Um, and to see him get this type of shine um, is just it's just so cool to see. It, it really, Absolutely. really is, man. Um, and then, yeah, man. So, again, shout out to Sami Zayn. Just, again, amazing work that he's doing. He's legit, arguably, the probably the, the top baby face of this company right now. Um, yeah. If you, if you, you know, I guess, you know, if you want to throw in other people, I mean, uh, I would. Are yeah, they, are I mean, they getting the same pop as Sami Zayn right now? I highly doubt it. And the same momentum as Sami not Zayn even Cody, right? and may, maybe Cody if you want to. No, I said not even Cody. Like yeah, not, Sammy, I would say maybe not even Cody. It's close, yeah. but I, I think Sami's the guy. Sammy, Sami Zayn's all the way, man. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that is my list, man. At number five, I have Edge and Beth Phoenix. At number four, I have Rhea Ripley. Number three, I have Cody Rhodes. Number two is Roman Reigns. And number one is Sami Zayn, man. So so yep. outside of number five, Brian, I'm on the same boat as you from four through one. So pretty identical list, man. So again, man, these are our top five lists of the wrestlers for this week. And that yep. is and, that, and man. Yeah, and like with all, all, all four of those, you know, we have the different five, but I mean... Yeah, it's going to be hard to knock those people off because week in, week out, they're they really are delivering. And and with with each of them, with Rhea, Cody, Roman, and Sammy, man, have even think back to Ripley when you know she was in NXT, and then uh, what is the the NXT Europe or NXT European or, or I'm not sure what that is. Forgive me, but um, all four of them, man, have. At one time in this business, you know, arguably you could either argue they were either at the lowest of the low or just struggling in that mid card, you know, relevancy, or in the case of Roman, just getting completely rejected by a WWE crowd. All four of them, man, have busted their ass over the last number of years and made themselves into the stars that they are right now. So, damn, they're they're killing it, man. Absolutely. Guys, I want to thank everybody tuning in to this episode, man. This was episode number 15, man. Friday Night Smackdown, which was February 3rd, 2023, man. Again, I want to thank everybody for who has been listening for the past 15 episodes now to everybody who has just jumped on board, who has grabbed a flyer from yesterday and who is mm -hmm. tuning in for the first time. I want to welcome you guys. Welcome to the community. And we and we uh, we appreciate you being on board, man. So absolutely, yeah, Thank man. You. We appreciate all of you guys so much. Uh, we enjoy doing this stuff, man, and and we we continue to try to be voices in this community and bring a different type of perspective to professional wrestling. You know, we've said that from the beginning, man. So, you know, man, we're just getting started. We ain't going anywhere. We ain't no, going sir. anywhere. So, but yeah, man. But but thank you to everybody who's listening, man. Your support and your. Uh, your kind words on face on our Facebook group and also on our Instagram means a whole lot. So, but thank you guys so much, man. Tune in for episode number 16. We're back on Tuesday as we cover Monday night raw as this, uh, as the road to WrestleMania continues to build. And of course we will talk once again, AEW on Thursday 
And then we are back again uh, Saturday or Sunday, depending, of course, on our schedule. We will always keep everybody notified if there mm -hmm. is a schedule change. And yeah, man, that is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.